What a great morning. Don't you love Christmas? Come on, turn to someone. Give them a high five. Tell them they're looking absolutely beautiful this morning. Go on, tell them they're looking like very Christmassy. Wow, wow, wow. Lots of Christmas hats, reindeer hats, Rudolph noses, red and black in the place. You know what? It's Christmas time. And Christmas means so much to so many of us. It's a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. It's the time when everyone's so happy. Let's try that again. I'll try over the, obviously those are the cheap seats. We'll come over the more. It's the time when everyone's so happy. It's the time when everyone's so relaxed and so chilled out. And so full of grace and full of mercy and patience when we're in the shops and trying to grab those last bargains. Isn't that right? Christmas is this wonderful time of year that it's just like the birds are singing and the snow is falling and it's just just wonderful. It's a time when we can eat. Eat, 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 eat. Every other time of year it's stop eating this, stop eating that. At Christmas, man, you stuff in as much as you possibly can in the shortest possible space of time and then spend the next 12 months trying to get rid of all those extra cash. It's a time when all the wonderful, the best films come out at Christmas. I know Star Wars is coming out next week. Come on, all you Star Wars fans. It's got to be good. It's got to be good. But all the other wonderful films come out. Films like Elf. Elf. Films like The Sound of Music. Films like The Muppet Christmas Caper. Oh, come on, you guys are half dead. The first crowd were going bananas. Frozen comes out. Home Alone. One, two, three, four, and five. Die Hard. Come on, all you Die Hard fans. Die Hard. You can never get enough of Bruce Willis at Christmas, can you really? And then if you haven't had enough TV by Boxing Day, we all sit down for four hours of Ben-Hur. No, it's okay. No, we don't. No, no, that died a death. That killed it off. It's a time when everything seems to turn upside down. So, you know, for the whole year, 364 days of the year, we're screaming around our house, will you pick your underwear up off the floor? Will you pick your socks up? Piles of socks everywhere. I don't know about you sort of get out of bed and climb over a pile of socks. Yeah, he's agreeing with me right now. But on Christmas, you know what you do? You hang your socks off the mantelpiece. It's like, what's that all about? Everything turns upside down at Christmas. Things happen at Christmas that don't happen at any other time of the year. Christmas is a wonderful time. It's a time to find the sellotape and scissors again that you lost last year. It's a time to get the lights out the loft and plug them in and find out you forgot you put them away. They didn't work last year and they somehow miraculously still do not work this year. We sort of half expect them to put them in a box with no bulbs and all blown and we, we take them out and they'll work again. No, they don't fix themselves. Hello, they don't fix themselves. It's a time that means so much to so many of us. It's a time for family. It's a time where you can really split, I believe, you know, everybody into two camps at Christmas. 
Now you're trying to work out what it's, it's pretty obvious, really. Those who love Brussels sprouts and those who suffer the consequences of those who love Brussels sprouts. But it's so much more than that. We've sung it today so many times. And can I just say, Greg absolutely hammered that song. Absolutely brilliant. Nailed it. And um, he sung so many times today, the Lord Jesus Christ, the maker, has made himself known. It's our prayer today that he's made himself known to you. It's our prayer today that each and every person in this room understands that the real central understanding of, of, of um, Christmas, the joy and the hope this Christmas is that God stepped into His creation. He stepped into humanity. He stepped in to our challenges. He stepped into the victories. He steps into our sufferings. He steps in to our experiences. But 2,000 years ago, He stepped into humanity to repair, restore, rebuild and renew this world, a broken world, but He does it one life at a time. Perhaps you're here today and you're here because it's Christmas and we're thrilled that you are. But our God is so much more than Christmas. He's no longer just a baby in a manger. He's a King of kings and a Lord of lords who went to the cross and who was raised from the dead and is even today reigns and rules at the right hand of the Father giving life to all those who will come to Him. He's a repairer, He's a restorer, He's a rebuilder, He's a renewer of people's lives. God has an, a, a design for each and every life. I love to make things, build things. I don't do it as much as I used to. I've got a lot of tools in my garage. I've got a lathe, I've got things. And I often make a little plan of what I want to build or I've got to you know, get the, the tape measure out, the rulers and, and try and do, you know, I've done an old classic bike that I'm restoring. It's like, you've got to produce some bits. You've got to make some bits. There's a design and God's got a design for people's lives. And that design is the best life for people. It's not a miserable life. Jesus didn't come to bring another religion or to bring another rule book or another do this, don't do that book. He came and He said it Himself the best way. He said, I have come that you may have the best life and that best life in all its fullness. We've just seen the nativity, which was just so great. I love kids. There's nothing better than a little kid coming up with a staff and a sheep. It just, that makes Christmas for me. I remember we did a nativity years ago in Citygate when we were about 25 people. And uh, I think it was Chris, my son, when he was five years old, came up with a sheep. But halfway through, he just got bored of the whole thing. So he picked up the sheep and chopped it over the whole congregation. Uh, it's just hilarious. And what's the story of the nativity that God arrived on earth to demonstrate His amazing grace and love? And He's got the most powerful skill to get involved with people's lives, to repair, to restore, to rebuild and to renew people's lives. Jesus is the maker. He made heaven and earth. He made, I love to look at the Hubble telescope and not at it, I haven't seen it, but the, you know, the photographs. And I think it's absolutely fascinating to see what is out there in our world and out out there beyond the galaxies and it was all made by our incredible creator God but something that is far more spectacular than that is the creation of a human life 
and the plans and the dreams that God has for individual people. You see, the Lord Himself, He repairs. In our house, there's a constant pile of things on our kitchen bar sort of table thing. Things that need fixing. Dad will fix it. (laughs) When we had, especially young kids, you'd hear the tears as something gets broken. Didn't you love that? That, that thing earlier with the kids and the, the stories. You can't rehearse that stuff. It just comes out. And then a fox came. I mean, like, where did that come from? Hilarious. But the joy when somebody receives a toy or receives something or a gift or something. And then it gets broken. The arm gets pulled off. The eye gets ripped out or the TV breaks or whatever it is. That's, that's got, or the car breaks down. There are so many things in life that need repairing on my kitchen table at the moment. You know the blinds that you have and you, you, like you turn them and they, the slats are up and down. Well, there's something there that's snapped off or broken and it needs super glue to fix it. It's a constant thing. I tend to you know, hope that if I just have them there on the table for more than a month, I can quickly scoot them off into the bin and nobody notices and they've forgotten that they ever got broken. But God never forgets a broken life. He comes in and He wants to repair he wants to repair that which has been broken. The Lord Jesus, He puts back together again the broken pieces of a person's life. He also is an incredible restorer. He loves to, to take something, strip it all the way back to, to what it was supposed to be and then to, and then to restore it back to being even better than it could ever have been without His intervention. Life takes its toll. Things happen. Things get a knock here and a knock there. But thank God that He's a restorer. He's got an excellence about Him. He gets involved with every detail of a person's life. And He restores it. He's a rebuilder. Again, all these things tend to sort of stir me up. I love to build things. I love to do things with my hands. And there are times when things have been knocked down that they need to be Rebuild. Something's been destroyed and it needs to be rebuilt. Perhaps you can look back over your life and say, well, that's been destroyed and that's been destroyed. But the hope of the gospel today is that Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who was born 2,000 years ago, but today He's a restorer of lives, areas that have been destroyed. Perhaps there's been history in your life. Perhaps there's things you'd prefer to forget. But God can come in and He can come in this Christmas. Let this Christmas be a time that is more than the turkey, more than the roast beef, more than the hand, certainly more than the Brussels sprouts. Let it be a time when Jesus Christ comes into your experience and rebuilds a broken life. I love this. He renews. Jesus renews. He gives something a new lease of life. The Bible says when somebody receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of their lives, I love this verse over in Corinthians. It says, He makes all things new and all things are of God. God is a renewer. Perhaps you need a new start today. I'm not just talking about the last few months haven't been too good. Or the last week's been a bit tough. I'm talking about perhaps you've come to the place in your life where you say, you know what, something's got to change because I don't know where I'm going. 
Something's got to change. I don't understand what's going on in our world. But, but you know what? It didn't start in the world. It starts with a life. It starts with us as individual people. And God, today at this Christmas, He wants to renew. He wants to give people a new lease of life. In our first service, people responded to Jesus and said, Come on, Jesus, if you can do something, do something with my life. It's our prayer today that the Lord will come in. He is the maker. He's made Himself known, but He wants to come in with all His compassion, with all His love, with all His energy, with all His vitality, with all His hopes and His dreams and to renew our lives and to give us something new to live for. As I was thinking about this, the types of things that He loves to restore and rebuild and repair. And there's just so many things we could talk about. We could talk about our families and our relationships, our finances, our physical life. But I just thought of just three or four things very quickly. The first thing that He wants to come in and repair, restore, rebuild and renew are our hopes and our dreams. The Bible is full of examples where God says, I've given you a vision. I've given you a purpose. I've given you something to live for. Something more than just a daily existence. Something more than just getting up and going to bed. God, the Bible says, He gives us a hope and a future. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And perhaps you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. There is so much to live for in our relationship with God. He's a God of vision. He's a God of tomorrows. He's not just a God of yesterdays and last years. He wants to come in and cause there to be some fresh life and some fresh zeal on the inside that causes us to give us something to live for. He restores our hopes and our dreams. Life takes its toll when you're young. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be, the, I want to be, a, and then we, you know, life takes its toll. Reality dawns on us. But there's far more to life than just the facts that there are around us. There's the dreams that God has put on the inside of us. You know, Citygate is a church where we believe in people's destiny. We believe that people, the best is yet to come. And we're to stretch forward and see, and see great things in the future. But it's not just a positive attitude. It's a creator God that has created us for something great and something awesome. It's not over. There's hope for tomorrow. I love this Bible verse, even if there's a stump that is dead in the ground, at the smell of the presence of God, even the presence, even just a little scent of, of, of somewhere near here, there's, there's a stream. Somewhere near here I can get some sustenance. And that stream is the presence and the love of God. And that dead stump, it says, even at the smell of water, it starts to grow again and starts to blossom and starts the roots start to breathe again and drink in again. And that's like a person's life. And it's our prayer here today that we would smell the great scent of the life of God in this place today. Something else that He loves to repair, rebuild, restore in you is our joy. Joy is far more than just a happiness or a smile on our face. It's a deep satisfaction. It's a 
deep, a deep fulfillment. It's a strength. It's a vitality on the inside of a life, which means I can walk through a troop and I can leap over a wall. It means whatever I put my hand to is going to prosper. It means I'm doing life with God and the joy on the inside means that I can mount up with wings as an eagle. I can ride on the high places of the earth. I can go from one place of challenge to the next place of challenge in a strength and in a joy that God puts on the inside. But for some people today, perhaps you feel like your joy has been stolen away. Perhaps there was something that happened, perhaps even this year. And since that time, perhaps there's a heaviness that settled on your life. I'm so glad today that God is a restorer of the joy that He puts on the inside. We've sung so much today about joy, 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 joy. Not miserable, fed up, depressive church, but joy, joy, joy. I love it. So many other things that He restores and repairs our soul. Who we are on the inside. Our personality, not squashed in a box, but allowed to breathe and be set free. Our desires, our dreams, but more, I believe, than anything else we could talk about today as I close. (coughs) Excuse me. I believe of greater significance than anything we've said so far is this, that He wonderfully repairs, restores, and rebuilds our relationship with God. Our relationship with the maker, creator God himself. Jesus didn't come to start another religion. He came to introduce people to the love of the heavenly father. That was so powerfully demonstrated 2,000 years ago. And we heard it today for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Perhaps you're here today and you say, oh, I just thought Christianity was a religion. It's far from being a religion. It's a relationship with the God that has created you. On a daily basis, dreams, vision, hope, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness. Not some ether sort of strange type of life, but feet firmly on the ground. But we do life with the God who created us. I loved what the spoken word said earlier. They were outstanding earlier on. We run to the greatest craftsman with no judgment to be transformed, made sublimely new into the who you were born to be. That is the announcement of the gospel today. Today, I believe our destiny is found in a decision. For a whole load of us here today, we've made that decision. I made that decision October the 8th, 1984, and have never turned back from it. Jesus, if you're real, come into my life. Change my life. Do something with me. Restore life. I, I, I'd been to church. I didn't really believe any of it. It, wasn't, it didn't impact my life in any way in a daily basis, but something happened when somebody introduced me to the person of Jesus Christ. And it's my prayer today that you would make a decision in this place. How do we do that? Well, we give Him our life. It's not about coming to church. It's about coming to God. Jesus said, if you come to me, I'll satisfy you. If you come to me, you'll never thirst again. If you come to me, Jesus said. Today, as we close this service, we're going to sing another carol in just a minute. And we got another service after this one, but there isn't, there isn't anything more important than this moment right now that is this. Have you said yes to Jesus Christ? Have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? 
Do you know Him on a daily basis? Is, is your relationship with God a real joy on the inside? Or you're sitting there, oh, I'm a Christian. And it's like, come on guys, where's this love? Where's this joy that He spoke about? Have you just become religious or are you in a relationship with God? And I want to ask people here today, do you know the love of God in your life? Have you said yes to Jesus Christ? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and if you say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, He will give you eternal, abundant, overflowing life. I'd like every eye closed here today, please, and every head bowed. If you're a guest here, we do this every week. We don't want to embarrass anybody, but please, just out of honor of other people's decisions, let's have every eye closed and every head bowed. There are so many people in this room today and coming through the whole day. And, but today, it's not about those other 900 people. It's about you. And I want to ask you today, have you said yes to Jesus Christ? So it's very simple. We're just going to pray a prayer in just a minute. We're all going to pray a prayer for those of us who have made Jesus Lord years ago, but especially for those who today need to say, you know what? I want to come back to God. I want the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus to come and repair, rebuild, restore and renew my life. So if you're here today and that's you, we're just going to ask you to do one thing very quickly, not to embarrass you, but so we know who we're praying with today when we all pray in just a minute. And that is if you want to say, Pastor Jay, yep, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, either for the first time or to significantly come back to God. If that's you today, come on, why don't you be bold in this place and lift up your hand in this room right now, please. Across this auditorium, come on, those who are saying yes to Jesus Christ. Come on, is there anybody here today? And you say, yes, come on, will you pray for me? Julian, will you pray with me? I want to know Jesus as my Lord and my Saviour. Wonderful. We're all going to pray a prayer right now. Let's all declare this out of our mouths, especially those that have responded in their hearts. Let's say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending your Son, Jesus, to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. Come into my life. Make me a brand new person. I declare you to be my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate today.